What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode 31 of Track Talk Podcast. We are your hosts, Emma and Hannah, and we are back. We're back. With a full episode. We're together, finally. Together. Yes, I'm I'm home from vacation. Um, we are a little... I, I feel like I'm a bit in a, in a turkey hangover. Um, it's Canadian Thanksgiving this weekend. Canadian Thanksgiving. And a sprint race weekend was not how I envisioned my Thanksgiving weekend to no. go. Hence, I hardly watched any of it. Yeah. So... <laughs> Em's notes are going to to teach me something, just because Canadian Thanksgiving, it was, we were hosting it this year, my family is very large, it was a lot. I also just come, came back from vacation, my house is flooded, I'm like, you know, what else? <laughs> Take a breath. You know, I'm so stressed. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Qatar GP weekend. Qatar GP weekend. Um, I feel like right off the bat, we need to get into it. Uh, Lance Stroll. Okay. So I, when I saw that th- that stuff was coming out about this, I was like, is Emma going to say something? Because I feel like that's how everyone was mm-hmm. thinking. They're like, you're the president. You're the queen of the fan club. We must hear from his wife herself. <laughs> and you did make a statement. I had to. I, I had to say something because I, I mean, I love Lance. Everyone knows I love Lance. I don't, I, I'm very upset with how that whole situation took place. I made a TikTok about it. If you aren't aware of what happened after a very poor qualifying session lance threw his steering wheel um which is a lot of money it's like a hundred thousand dollars a lot of money yeah yeah uh threw his steering wheel and then as he got out of the car his trainer i guess it looked like he was trying to point him in a certain direction or keep him from going somewhere lance pushed him at least that's what it's people are assuming that's what happened people are also saying he might have punched a wall and then later when he was in the media he was very disrespectful to the media members when they were just trying to answer or ask him questions. Lance was um, very short, very, very rude. And, you know, there's there's thousands of people watching right now and you're not giving people around you the respect that they deserve. And I made a TikTok about it and I didn't mention the steering wheel because I didn't know about the steering wheel. But I also had mentioned that he swore on live TV And like, people are like, that's not that big of a deal. Like the drivers swear on the radio. And I'm like, it's not a big deal. But when you put all of these things together, how he treated the people around him, how he acted just purely out of anger, the complete disrespect, like swearing on TV, all of these things combined. I'm like, you don't act like that. No situation should you ever act like that. Um, We can't just put these drivers on pedestals because they're F1 drivers. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not, you can't. You can't excuse it just because, you know, they had a bad weekend or whatever. Like, there's lots of, of drivers that have bad weekends and they don't, you know, swear in their media interview. Like, yes, it's different, I think, in the car mm-hmm. than it is to swear well, in, like, an interview. you bleep it out before you they ble- play Right. It. And, I mean, the one-word answers were really what got mm-hmm. me. Like, you could just... There was no... He didn't want to be there. Yeah. And I understand, you know, he, you just had a terrible qualifying session. You're frustrated because of your performance up to this point in your season. But I, I imagine I wouldn't have wanted to be there either. But you have That's to maintain job. a level of composure. It is your job. That's your job. To be in front of the media, mm-hmm. to answer questions about your performance. You're on this stage. But with that comes some obligations, mm-hmm. media being one of them. Yeah. And professionalism being professionalism one of them. Being one of them. Um, we had some people comment saying that we were making too big of a deal or like people are making too big of a deal out of it. Um, one comment kind of got to me. It was like, what, you've never shoved someone before? I don't know if you saw that comment, but I was like... I didn't. I mean... I was um, like, no. No? <laughs> like maybe my sister when like yeah. we're growing up, but no. no. As a... I mean, we are similar to Lance's age. At this point in my life, I would 
I don't shove somebody. I don't shove people. No. Some people were saying that the trainer had no right to be there and like clearly saw how Lance was frustrated and the trainer got in his way. He's supposed to be there. That's his job. Or I don't know if it was his trainer or who it was, but Lance is not allowed to just storm off. He has obligations immediately after getting out of the car. Um, he has to get weighed. He has to do a quick debrief. He has to talk to the media. He cannot just leave. That's a, you can't. Mm -hmm. So his trainer had to be there or whoever it was had to be there to tell him, hey, no, go back to what your job. Mm -hmm. um, it's just disappointing is what it was. And I, you know what? I'm, I said in the video, I'm a huge Lance Stroll defender. I can't defend any of that. I'm very sad that he hasn't come out and said anything from what I've seen. I don't think Aston Martin's made a statement of it. I haven't, I haven't seen anything and I don't want this to get swept under the rug. People are also comparing it to the Max situation when he attacked Esteban Ocon. Not, attack is a very strong word. When he went up to Esteban Ocon a few years ago after an incident and shoved him. I don't know. Like, you, you, people were saying, like, oh, he's just passionate about the sport. Like, yeah. cut him some slack. And it's like, no. Like, we're not going to be cutting any of these drivers some slack if you're going to act like that. Right. Just because you're an F1 driver, one of the 20 best in the world. Right. You're still a human being and the people around you deserve respect. Right. And had we had the podcast at the time when the Max and Esteban... Um, you know, incident happened, We'd be we would have said thing. the same. We would have been saying the exact exactly. same thing. Like, even if the trainer was kind of like on Lance, you don't, you know, shove somebody. It's, let's use you your words. shove somebody. Um, yeah. Anyway, that was Lance. Had to address it because I'm a Lance Stroll fan. You are. When most, <laughs> most people in the motorsport space online, when they see Lance Stroll, they think yeah. um, you. And that's, that is a gross over-exaggeration. <laughs> I'm not saying most people, but like, we do have a lot of, like, we're friendly with other podcasts and whatnot, and they will literally be like Emma like yeah. we must talk about Lance mm -hmm. so <laughs> so we talked about Lance we can move on to the sprint race I mean quali was first doing it to quali I forgot about quali I, I actually watched a little bit of quali yeah I forgot quali was on a Friday because of the sprint race so I was watching it at work on my lunch I wasn't watching it during work time so I had to make that very clear <laughs> no time fraud was committed here no time fraud <laughs> was committed um and I like I just want to say this quickly. We're not going to talk about the Andretti to potentially going to F1 right now. Mm -hmm. But you know how these cards take so long to just get out during that last lap? Mm -hmm. And there's 20 of them. Imagine mm -hmm. two more. Like, yeah, I, I have thoughts about that. We'll save it till next week. Yeah. There's a couple big storylines in Quali. I mean, all the last going out in Q1, it was one of them. Um, Alex Albon narrowly making it into Q2 is another. Like by four thousandths of a second or something. Over like his that. teammate. Yeah. So he continued his streak of out qualifying logan mm -hmm. um also lewis qualified like it well in q1 he finished like 14th yeah that was very weird uh-huh um and then we have our man checo yeah checo was out q2 there was also a lot of track limits and times being deleted yes. so that was a huge part of it i i found it really interesting that there was a uh Apart where Lando had impeded on Charles's lap, mm. and he had, he said over the radio, "Was Charles on a push lap?" And his engineer was like, "Oh yeah, so sorry, I didn't even see that." But there was no penalty given out, mm. you know. And this literally happened in reverse in Monaco mm -hmm. when Charles got in front of Lando. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, maybe because they're already handing out those track limit penalties left and right. We're like, we can't deal with impeding today. True, but someone at a time. There were lots of track limit mm -hmm. um, penalties even in the race itself. So like, it was <laughs> crazy. We haven't seen this many track limits for a couple races now. It was yeah. really big, like a few races ago. Um, but yeah. As well as the tire degradation, because yes. the whole track was like resurfaced. Mm -hmm. And during qualifying, I guess they had noticed like how quickly these tires are being destroyed. Mm -hmm. And so that is when they implemented, I guess it was maybe after the sprint. It was after the sprint. At yeah. some point, they implemented like during the race. We're kind of getting ahead of ourselves here. 
But during the race, they implemented um, 18 laps maximum yeah. on the tires, which meant they had to do at least a three-stop pit strategy. But we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. But they just noticed during qualifying and, like, during these sessions that they're like, oh, these mm-hmm. tires are not holding up. Mm-hmm. The, the end of quali, did you watch the end of quali? Which, which? Okay, when. Which cue? <laughs> like, the end of qualifying, qualifying. So Max got pole, obviously. And then, see, I'm so confused because everyone was so confused. Lando finished third. George second. Lando got his time removed because of the track limits, but he didn't find that out. Oh, until after qualifying. Until finished. after qualifying. Right. So he parked his car where he should have in the number three spot and then was told pre-interview, just kidding, you're actually not there. Mm-hmm. So he left. Oscar was the next one. Mm-hmm. So he was confused when he was being interviewed because he thought he finished fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole thing was chaotic. I just, like, George was even like, where's Lando? Like, I'm supposed to pass the mic off to Lando. Right, right. Lando wasn't there. It was right. a really funny moment, but also just, like, poor, really poor on the FIA's part. Like, you don't really know what's going on. And then, during Oscar's interview, he was told, oh, actually, you're sixth place. You also had a track limit penalty. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. So he literally, mid-interview, um, the... The one doing the interview, I think her name's Naomi. She was like, oh, I'm just hearing now that you got uh, your time removed. I'm so sorry. And Oscar was like, this makes so much okay. more sense to me as to why after the race, after the race race, mm-hmm. um, when Oscar went to be interviewed, they were like, oh, Oscar, we've just got word. And and they and he, weren't talking about a time penalty, but he was like, I'm expecting it. He's like, I thought you were going to say I got a five second time penalty. <laughs> he's like, I was like losing yeah. it for a second. Um. Yeah, so Oscar did not end up getting third. It was Lewis. And Lewis actually ended up saying Lando deserves to be up here. He He says that they were very harsh on the track limits, especially at this track Mm -hmm. and it being resurfaced. And it just... Lewis was like, this isn't right. Like, Lando should be up here. Um, As much as I agree with that, I mean, track limits are track limits. You can't be, you know, soft on track limits. If all four tires are over that line... Mm -hmm then that's, that's a track no, limit infringement. You can't say, oh, well, this person will be soft on them because it was like their first time. It's like, it's no. like very black and white. You were either off the track or you were on it. Well, now that you say that, oh, okay. Max, this was during the sprint quali. Max was apparently all four tires for all four tires off the track, but he still finished P3 for quali and they didn't take that away from him. But there are reports coming in that he had violated the track limits but they didn't do anything about it there was a lot going on and like you can't get catch... if i is scared of helmet marco yeah fair me too i'm also scared, I am of, also helmet scared of helmet marco <laughs> i'm scared that i said that <laughs> anyway so that was the chaos that was quali um and then i think it's important to note that this was the eighth time this season that sergio did not make it in sergio whoa we're going full name today um that Checo did not make it into um Q3. Yeah. And that's important to note just because, you know, Max wins every race. Max wins every race. And they have the same Also, track. um jumping ahead here, pretty sure Checo had four track limit violation penalties. Max had zero. He had a black and white flag on like lap 15. And they were the commentators were were literally like so if he goes over the track limits one more time in the next, like, whatever, I math is hard, 30-something laps, like, 32 laps. Yeah. 42. 42 laps. 42 laps. <laughs> That's okay. Um, he has to stay on the track for 42 laps right now. And for 15, he couldn't do it six six times. 
Did, so did he stay on the track for the next 42 laps? No. Nar. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll get to the race after. Yeah. I guess we can just move to sprint because the way the, the layout works, it was practice, race quality, and then the whole sprint day and then the race mm-hmm. on Sunday. So with the sprint, I guess the only thing that was like really notable with the sprint quality is Oscar getting pole. Yes. That's exciting. That's we love that. Yes, we do love that. Um, so props to him. The sprint race is just a sh- shorter race. Like, mm-hmm. we know this. Um, Max and Lando had, like, the worst start that they've ever had. Really? And they're both good drivers, mm-hmm. but they had such a bad start. So Oscar got ahead, like, really well. And then both Ferraris and then George as well, like, took off. No, they literally... Really? They dropped, like, five and six places? Max and Lando dropped a handful of places wow. during that sprint. I know, which I was watching it and I was like, this is not Max. Yeah, yeah. Lando, maybe I could understand, but, like, this was not Max. I don't know. This I don't is, know yeah, what happened. Yeah. It was yeah. so weird. Yeah, because Max fell from P3 down to P5 and Lando as well, yeah, I think. Two places. Felt... Yeah, yeah, but still, it's Max. Yeah. No, I know. And then Lando. I just said five, five or six, and that was not... Right. <laughs> but it was like, it was exciting to watch. Like the whole sprint race was really exciting. We had George and Oscar fighting. We had Lando and Alonzo fighting. Um, rip to the rookies, Liam Lawson and Logan Sargent. They went both, they both went off. Oh. So that true. was sad. There was a point where Max had overtaken Oscar and then Oscar took that spot right back. I don't know oh. if it was like a pit, pit stop kind of thing mm-hmm. or what, but no, because they didn't pit. I was going to say they shouldn't have pit. No. George wanted to pit because he was on a different tire compound Mm. um, and then it ended up just like screwing him over. Mm -hmm. So the sprint was exciting and I don't usually like sprints. I find them pretty boring, but there was actually a lot going on. And I think that was because Max didn't start at the front. Yeah. It wasn't just like he just went off, you know, it was an actual fight between drivers, which you don't see. Right. Um, But yeah, it was Oscar who won. A sprint race. That's crazy, and I'm so happy for a him. A rookie. Like, and I say crazy not because I don't think he's capable of it, but just because we've seen this season, and Max is very difficult to defend against. Mm-hmm. And the fact that a rookie in Oscar Piastri was able to, to do that. At is, a track he's never raced at before. Right, exactly. And a track that was clearly causing some issues for many cars um, and many drivers that he was able to do that is, like, yeah, huge snaps, props to Oscar who deserves it all. He really deserved it. Um, I did kind of want Max to win because going into the sprint race, Max only needed three points to win the world championship. Mm-hmm. By finishing second, obviously, he got that. But can you imagine like winning your world championship and you're not on like the top, quote unquote, top step? Like I know it was a sprint race, but like... I'm also kind of like disappointed it wasn't a race that he won it yeah. through. Like it was there was a... no podium celebration. Right. It was, it was just a sprint race. Mm-hmm. And... I don't even think I mean, he did Max like a... has been on many podium many a podium this year. I'm sure he doesn't but... really it doesn't really matter to him, but yeah. So props to Max, third world championship. Props to Oscar. Getting a win before Lando. I saw something that said Lando no wins. Like Lando Norris, but Lando no wins. That hurt my heart. That hurts my heart. It's so sad. I, I didn't even consider the fact I guess maybe because it wasn't a race. Mm-hmm. Um till I saw our own story. And I was like, oh my God, that is, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, until, you know, it's a race race, I don't put too much stock into like the, you know, the Lando versus Oscar type thing for like who gets their first win. Like it's a sprint and I, and huge props to Oscar and he did an amazing job all weekend. He finished second in the race, mm-hmm. but 
I think the people being like, well, Oscar won a race before Lando was kind of like, well, I mean, sprint races are much different than like a race race because tire strategy is different and whatnot. And like, we still get to see who gets to win their first race. Yeah. Like first race, race, first race. race. So we'll see who gets on the first. Oh my God. We'll see who is first. Who's standing on the the podium first. Yeah. Yes. I know. I feel like we need to not be so harsh on Lando. He's doing his best. You know what? It's so funny because we put out a question box after, well, for this week's um, Furious Hot Take segment, which we'll get to in a little bit. And one of them was just Lando's very hard on himself. And I didn't, oh can, I, I don't, like, I I, I haven't I, seen that side of Lando. He, anytime anything slightly goes wrong, he is so disappointed in himself. And he does, he does a really good job at, like, masking it with humor. Mm. But when he had, he it's had always poor, the funny ones. <laughs> After his like poor qualifying, um, because it was track limit violations that had him starting tenth for the race, he they said like, oh, like Lando, what happened? He was like, just a lack of talent. And it's like, buddy, you are one of the best drivers yeah, in the world. There's no right lack now. of talent. You're also twenty. Well, he, he's four days older than me. We're going to be twenty four next month. <laughs> he's twenty three right now. I know. Like, but it just like on. hearing that, and it's like he he thinks that he's so he's so hard on himself, and he doesn't have to be. He's still, he has his third podium in a row that he got this weekend. Like, he's doing wonders in that McLaren. He was doing great in past seasons. Like, mm-hmm. he is a great driver, mm-hmm. but he's so hard on himself. And I feel like seeing Oscar win that sprint race mm-hmm. probably didn't help. I don't know. I felt really, I feel bad. I just, like. Do you think maybe that's why he, in the race race, was really vocal about how he had better pace than Oscar? Yes. And this is not the first race where he's been vocal about that. No. It, it, Every race. To my mind, it's it's at least the second or third. <laughs> it's many um, races. So but, I think that maybe that's why he points that out. Many races as well. Lando is favored. Yes. So yes. I think he probably not probably not his best weekend mentally mm-hmm. to see his teammate do so well mm-hmm. and then see his teammate be favored for a change. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. all season it's been like him. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't say anything about his character or anything about mm-hmm. him as a driver. Because he so still great. handled Oscar's win like very very like he is oscar's number one fan oh yeah and he was so happy for him and you know they always say it like your teammate is also like your biggest rival but i I see see i don't see that with with lando and if or with oscar as well like i see it in some teams i don't see it in mclaren Mm -hmm. um we'll get to mercedes and i just think that that's a big testament to like them as people which is amazing because they're both so young yeah but oscar as well doesn't have like an angry bone in his no. body. <laughs> He's always happy for Lando too. Like it's just, yeah. it's a mutual, yeah. like you do well, I do well, the team does well and we're happy. Mm-hmm. And I do think that Lando, well, now that I'm hearing, like I do think that maybe that is why this weekend he was like, I have more pace, like trying to get them to like favor him and race strategy. Mm-hmm. But a lot of weekends are Lando's weekend. Yeah. This one was Oscar's weekend. Uh, we don't, you want to get into the race? I'd love to get into the race. Yeah. Uh, Carlos didn't race. This is only maybe like 15 minutes before the, not even, like maybe 10 minutes before the race is supposed to start, this was announced. Mm-hmm. Emma sent it to me and I asked her why. And she said, I don't know. And I said, what, mu-? like someone must know. But I didn't look into it. I know you didn't look into it. It was a, um, he had a fuel leak. Fuel system issue, like right before the race started. He was supposed to start 12th anyways. So it would have been more of a fight for Carlos. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not saying that it's it's good that he didn't race. I'm just saying like, I mean, like it wasn't like he started second or third, qualified second or third, and it was going to be like absolute heartbreak. Like when Charles qualified first in Monaco a couple of years ago and then couldn't start the race, yeah. that was heartbreaking. That was heartbreaking to start twelfth and to not be able to finish. Sad. Not the end of not like, the end of the world because of the mandatory three pit stops per driver. Mm-hmm. People are saying that um, this was better for Ferrari because they didn't they. Like, they didn't have to worry about six pit stops. They only had to worry about three. I did see, <laughs> when that was announced, I did see tweets being like, this is great for Ferrari. Ferrari fans, before this, before the Carlos was announced, it was saying like, Ferrari fans, let's just brace ourselves for the fact that we're going to have to watch six pit stops tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we all jinxed it, I guess. <laughs> you know what? Maybe it's fine. Maybe they, they, oh, this is tinfoil hat. I was going to say, maybe they punctured like his fuel tank or something so they didn't have to do six pit stops. Maybe. <laughs> They're like, we only got three good ones in us. Let's just take our chances with Charles. <laughs> if it's not obvious, this is complete jokes. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're delusional, but we're not crazy. I guess just getting right into the race, we'll just talk about that lap one, turn one, chaos. Um... I'll be completely honest. I had ordered food right when the race started. Oh no. <laughs> and you were going to get your DoorDash? And I was literally going to open the door. And then like I heard the commentators like, oh, off the track or like something. Or there's a wheel gone. And I was like, I was like, I need to get my food. So I like quickly <laughs> grabbed it. And then I went back and I just saw Lewis in the gravel. And I was like, what happened at turn one mm-hmm. that I like missed it mm-hmm. in five seconds? Mm-hmm. That was poor planning on my part. I could have just waited. Um, I mean... If there's a time to ever leave your seat, it is any time but lap one. I didn't really think Especially about it. Especially turn one. I didn't really you know, think about I, it. Yeah, it was it's, a rookie mistake. You won't do it again. I won't do it again. I know you won't. Um, <laughs> but that's why I texted the group chat and I was like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I did watch what happened. I, d- I rerounded. I unfortunately originally put it on George. You and half the people in the world put it on George. Uh, uh, me and Lewis put it on George. Mm-hmm. Um, Lewis did apologize after the race and yes. said, you know, he's had a, a, a second look at it, was able to tell that it was actually his fault. That I don't expect any less of Lewis. If he knows he's wrong, he will go into the media and say, hey, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to my team and to my teammate. And that's just the class act that Lewis Hamilton is. Um, I want to talk about that for a second. Oh, okay. So someone had sent this in and she was like, I don't really know if it's a hot take, but I think it should be addressed. Okay. And it was, um... It's, it's coming from Tumblr, from tum, uh, Tumblr user Hole for Grace. Okay. Hear me out. Because we all saw how Lewis took accountability after we saw the video mm-hmm. of Lewis apologizing to George, yeah. which some people said looked very scripted or like didn't really look right. Okay. Form your own opinions. This is what people are saying. Okay. So this is what this Tumblr user says. Um, do you ever stop for a second to consider that maybe Lewis doesn't want his fans abusing his team and his teammate? That he's quick to tweet that today's crash was his fault because he knows people will be sending George death threats? That his team posting a staged apology video right after the race is an attempt to manage the situation? Mm. Uh, the team is having to do crisis comms in an attempt to deal with a particular subset of fans whose loyalty is solely to one driver to the exclusion of common sense and basic decency? They're not favoring George. They're not sidelining Lewis. They're protecting their employees from Lewis to George, to the engineering staff, to social media admins who have to deal with this directly. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be a Mercedes fan to be a Lewis Hamilton fan. You don't have to like George Russell. But for the love of God, how can you claim to have Lewis Hamilton as your favorite driver with all of his values and his morals and then go around and be inventing conspiracy theories and churning out abuse on his supposed behalf? 
do whatever you want with that information. If if Mercedes is playing the PR game, they're playing it well. If Lewis is actually taking accountability, he should be. It was his fault. I'm gonna. That's my opinion. I mm-hmm. feel like it was his fault. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did see how quick George got hate. And mm-hmm. even like when we had put out that message on our Instagram story saying like, because I'm not a George fan, mm-hmm. but I was like, I am rooting for him. I'm a fan of like the rep era. It was mm-hmm. like, if you can turn this around and do mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. I will support it. So I put it on a story like, is anyone else rooting for George after that incident? Mm-hmm. Because he had dropped down to like 17th, 18th mm-hmm. and then had to work his way back up. Um, and a lot of people were saying, yeah, I'm not a George fan, but let's see what he does. Well, and not to mention Mercedes is still in the battle for second and instructor exactly. championship. They needed to do so something. So a, a George, uh, you know, success story that to come out of that weekend is in a Mercedes fan's best interest. Mm-hmm. But we did, like, I did also see a lot of comments saying like, it was George's fault. And I don't, I don't think it was. Um, yeah, I, don't, I didn't think it was. Either. I don't know. I don't know how that apology video came to be or whose idea mm-hmm. it was or, or what, but like, I'm not like that Tumblr post, that user kind of makes sense. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think there's something to be said there. Yeah. I do think that Lewis has been in the game long enough to know, mm-hmm. you know, um, he's a good guy. Though. He's, he's a good guy. But I also think that he like has been around long enough to know what the fans are going to do, especially yeah. the blindly loyal ones that are going to not just take this and and see it, you know, for a racing incident, but to see it as like George sabotage mm-hmm. Lewis or whatever, whatever those like you know, those really intense feelings might be that they might have. Um, I think Lewis knows well enough that it was in his best interest, the team's best interest for him to put out a statement, Mm -hmm. for him to hold accountability. Um, Whether that was, you know, planned, came from the social media team, I don't think so. I think Lewis is very self-aware. I think, again, like I said, he knows the social Mm -hmm. media game. Um, Yeah, I just, you know... Do what you want with that information. Do what you want with that information. That's a very interesting take, though. Mm-hmm. In the heat of the moment as well, you're not going to want to take responsibility. Right. So, like, George did blame Lewis. Lewis blamed George. Um, I thought it was very interesting that Toto got on the radio. Toto's not in Qatar. He's mm-hmm. not watching the race live in the garage. But George is, you know, on his headset. He That just that line of just, like, swears. The mm-hmm. whole, that beep mm-hmm. that went on for, like, a few good seconds. Mm-hmm. I think his, his engineer was like, just keep your head down. Um, just get back into this, like just keep racing. And then Toto got on the radio, which I didn't think was weird. But then Till you found out he wasn't there. Till I found out Toto wasn't actually there. Right. So I think that's I think Toto's a great team principal. I think oh. he, he needed to be that voice of reason. His engineer is gonna do wonders, but Toto mm-hmm. being like focus, race. Well, sometimes I feel like that I mean, not that the the engineers aren't um respected because i think they are but a lot of them have a very good relationship with their driver Mm -hmm. but i almost think that in this scenario toto was way more respected Mm -hmm. by george than his engineer coming on the radio i think that i'm not saying that george is disrespectful to his engineer i'm just saying that like it's either your engineer or your your big boss Mm -hmm. like your engineer is not necessarily your boss they work alongside with you to have to make sure that you have a good race and you have a good strategy and you guys can collaborate on those things during the race but toto's you know word is the word Mm -hmm. so i think that maybe that that just you know that's why toto felt like he needed to get on the radio and was like 
this is, yeah, <laughs> this is how, it, how it's going to be. Just, <laughs> just keep racing. Yeah. Um, so major props to George through that whole race. The second he passed Checo, I was like, I'm rooting for him. Like, let's, let's see what else he mm-hmm. does. He ended up finishing fourth. Yeah. He had a really he, good comeback. His engineer had said, you know, you're on track for fourth. He didn't really get the, give him the height, like the potential of a podium. Mm-hmm. I think that was just a little bit too far out of grass, mm-hmm. but I was very impressed with George's team strategy that entire time. They planned their pit stops right. They they did what they could do from going from second to 17th to back up to fourth. And, you know, we're not huge George fans, but that was an incredible, incredible race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So George did end up finishing um, fourth, like we said, but he still was um, over 20 seconds behind Lando. So, you know, when his engineer says we're doesn't say that they're going for a podium that's totally fair like Mm -hmm. they weren't they still weren't anywhere near it even though george was able to fight his way back and had a great weekend and might i say i feel like george's performance looked made and i don't want to compare you know compare drivers whatever it is what it is I, it made t- Checo look terrible. Oh, it made, <laughs> it made Checo look so bad. It, yeah. Uh, I, I am comparing drivers. It, it is what it is. I don't understand because Checo still finished 10th. I don't know. I... And I mean, not even arguably. The Constructors car and the Drivers World Championship car is the car that Checo has. Mm-hmm. So that is not a Mercedes. That is a Red Bull. There was a point, I think it was at Checo's third or fourth track limit penalty his engineer was like you're really hurting our race like he was really not happy. i missed that he was like you're really hurting our race that's another track limit violation yeah yeah and, yeah can you like i don't know like if i'm checo i got four track limit violations max just won his world championship right you barely contributed to the championship points what he got one point what do you mean he got one point he finished 10th no, just champion. Point. No, I know. Championship he's, not, he's not contributing. I'm, he's you're not. saying he's not contributing anything to points. He literally contributed one. That is that is crazy. Today, just one. Today, just one. Just one. Um, <laughs> we're going to call that a, a soint. Nope, we're not. A choint? Uh, I don't like that. Me neither. See, this is where it gets difficult because I do sometimes not think about the word that's going to come out of my mouth when I do that. And I have got caught on that before. Yeah. <laughs> It was nothing bad. I, I was talking about Charles Podium. Charles Podium, and I called it a Chodium, yeah. and we're going to move on now. Um, <laughs> that was Mercedes. That was Mercedes. Um, we can I, talk about... Oh. Wait, sorry. I'm actually going to say one more thing on Mercedes. Go for it. I think that there is still a group of fans out there that are really trying to push this narrative of um, Lewis and George are just Lewis and Nico 2.0. Mercedes 2.0. Right. And I don't agree with that. Yeah. And that's my opinion. And you all can have your own. But I just think that Lewis, I feel like Lewis had that experience with Nico as his teammate. And we all know how, you know, hostile that environment was. Um, and I think he's learned from that mm-hmm. and learned about, like we said earlier, social media, how his actions are perceived, especially against his, against in terms of like his relationship with his teammate, whatnot. He also raced alongside Valtteri for quite a bit. Right. And Valtteri was a great teammate to him. Yeah. And I think Lewis sees the benefit of working with someone. Yes, absolutely. As opposed to against them. Right. You know, and right. I feel like that's with, with Nico and Lewis, they, they were fighting. Right. And you should be fighting. It's a race. You want to win, but you still got to work together. <laughs> At the end of the day, you are rivals, but you are also teammates. Mm-hmm. And there needs to be a fine line. And... 
I just, and yes, earlier we said that some, that right now George and Lewis don't have that, but I, I think I don't, it's not as bad as it was mm-hmm. with Nico and Lewis. I agree. So while sometimes the Mercedes boys fight, I was also comparing them to McLaren in which they do not fight. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of like team dynamic, McLaren is probably like the apex of that. Mm-hmm. And Mercedes is just, they're, st- I think, struggling a little bit, but I don't think that there's a hatred between teammates. No, definitely not. Yeah. Lack of communication for sure. But they're not Mercedes 2.0. You're not the same as Lewis and Nico. I don't think my notes are in order here. Um, all I have is Fernando wanting water on him, Perez another track limit penalty, Alonso on the gravel, Logan crying. Uh, let's let's table <laughs> let's table everything uh, weather related for after we chat about the race. Okay, okay. So then one point eight pit stop for Lando. Yes, they they now hold the, the world fastest. Record. Yes, crazy. I love that. I didn't believe it at first. I when know. I saw it, I was like. No, because I knew Red Bull had the last one with 1.82. And even that was wild because yes. there are certain, t- like there's restrictions on what these mechanic or what these pit crew mechanics can do. Like these motions, it has to be a certain amount of time. Like if they go any faster, it's deemed not safe, essentially. Really? So I didn't know that. I don't know how to, I don't know how to phrase it properly, but there's, there are time minimums on some of the actions that the pit crew does. Okay. Um, I would love to know Caitlin Brown's thoughts on... On a 1.8. On a 1.8? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I would actually love that. Uh, so when Lando came in for that pit stop and it was 1.8, I was like, that, um, like, wow. Wow. <laughs> I was, I, very impressed. D- like, d- no words. I don't know. I'm still like, I love it. I think I just love seeing something taken away from Red Bull. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, and it's Lando. We love yeah, Lando. We love Lando. <laughs> so, love that. Um... This also has to do with Lando, the uh, his little radio message when Oscar was ahead of him, and Lando was like, "I have a bigger wait." Oh yeah, this so this is what I was alluding to earlier when we're talking about the two. But like the way he his radio message is like, "I have a bigger gap, I'm a lot quicker." Like he was oh he he was like so sing songy about it. Hear it? I just saw it written. No, it was so funny, and I was like, I I loved it because it wasn't like it wasn't mean. It wasn't like let me pass. Right, Right. It was. Are you sure? Like, I think I can do it. Like, (laughs) I think I'm faster. It was kind of like, it was kind of like fun. Do you know what I mean? Just like I have a crazy idea here. Just like, like, maybe a little faster. (laughs) Maybe like Delulu, but like, I got a, there's a gap. Like, (laughs) um, and I love that. You know, it was just fun. I think Lando also as well, we talked about earlier, kind of expects to be favored. Mm -hmm. So he was maybe trying to see if he could get that again this weekend maybe test the waters, you know, dip his toe in the pool. Yeah, that's what I feel like he was yeah. doing. Not saying like, hey, I need to be let through. I'm way faster. It's like, if you want. Like, maybe. Like, like a little, like dip my, my toe in the water. Yeah. See how it feels. <laughs> what do y'all think? They're like, no, keep the positions. Yeah. <laughs> and then he did. And they, yeah. there was no fighting. And Lando was a great teammate to Oscar. I wish Charles would have listened like that <laughs> during the Carlos race. Uh, yeah. Because... As much as I'm all for, like, good racing, mm-hmm. I was scared shitless that Charles was going to throw them both off the mm-hmm. track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there was a point where Lance was on a completely different strategy to Fernando. Yes. And the radio message was, when Fernando comes, let him pass. Yes. Do not fight. Yes. Um, they said he is on a different strategy. Yeah. So, uh, 
I like that, uh, that there was no fight, that I, I think that Lance as well also had a pretty good race. He would have finished in the points had he not gotten that track limit violation. Track limit violation yeah. um, and there was like a complete 180 in his interview after the race compared to interview after quali. Yeah. Like he was like kind of smiley. Yeah. And I was like, this is the Lance that I love. Still waiting for an apology. Mm-hmm. Still waiting for some accountability. Mm-hmm. But I think Lance had a really good race. And I think that he needed, I think he knew he needed to like show that he can do something. Mm-hmm. Track limit violation is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But what can you do? Yeah. What can you do when you're lap stroll? Play tennis. Marry me. I don't know. We'd be happy to Marry Emma. That'd be lovely. <laughs> um, we saw Max win. He got that podium, that celebratory world championship podium. Good for him. We also saw Oscar finish second and Lando finish third, which means it's McLaren's double podium for the second race in a row. Yeah. Lando's third podium in a row. So fifth for the season. It was McLaren's 501st podium as well. Okay. So they counted both. Yeah, that makes sense. I love that. Mm, makes sense. Um, I think they had the 500 posts ready to go. If you saw it, it was just like a picture of all like past drivers and podiums. Mm, mm-hmm. But then both drivers got a podium and they're like, oh, we got to change the caption. <laughs> um, uh, props to Oscar again. Like incredible weekend. He was driver of the day. It was yeah. really well deserved. That's what that's what they were telling him what? after the race. Oh, yeah. They're like, Oscar, it's just come in. We'd love to let you know that, like, you just got driver got voted driver of the day. And yeah. he's like, I thought you were gonna tell me that I got a five second penalty. Man is traumatized. Yes. He... Well, because a five second penalty would have put um Lando up ahead of uh, Yeah. Yeah, he would have put Lando ahead of him. Mm-hmm. So I get he, that. He would have lost his second place. It's yeah. his, his highest finish. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I do understand the um mini heart attack that Oscar had on live TV. <laughs> I will say that I'm genuinely impressed with the pit stop strategies for the races Mm -hmm. like they all they all had at least three some had four Mm -hmm. um and it worked out Mm -hmm. there weren't any crazy issues did you sorry this is off topic did you see nico hockenberg started in the wrong spot no he because carlos was supposed to start ahead of him i think in 12 Mm -hmm. nico is supposed to be 14th oh so he was just like one above but it was two places so there was a gap and he just, like, pulled up oh, to the very front I after see. the formation lap. I see. And, like, started in Carlos's spot. Okay, so that's the, another thing that just came to my brain. Um, Checo also started from the pit lane. Checo did start from the pit lane. Why? I don't know. Okay, okay, great. Okay. Uh-huh. I don't follow Checo. I'm so glad that we know everything here on the track talk. <laughs> we are not professionals. Um, <laughs> decent race for Charles, finishing fifth, right? Start, I mean, he started fifth, finished fifth, but that just means they didn't muck up the strategy. They didn't do anything otherworldly. What? Additional power unit elements. That's why Jacob started from the pit lane. Oh. Max hasn't had that yet. Continue. No, I know. I know. I don't. He, Max is otherworldly. Yeah. That's it. Okay, sorry. Continue. I think that was it. Okay, great. Just props to McLaren for their double podium. Yes. I feel like we do need to talk about what happened after the race, though. Yeah. We're going to dance around this. Yeah. Because I have a phobia. But you're not the only one who has a phobia. Yes. I, yes, we are. I'm not the only one, but I have a extreme crippling phobia of uh, physical illness. Uh, We can look at that. Which also just doesn't sound right, but it's like, yeah. Okay. You know that green emoji? That one. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And we're going to leave it there because I'm getting triggered. (laughs) Um, but we can say, we can say a lot without saying, you know, exactly what happened. So, um, take it away. Yeah. So Qatar is a very warm country at this time of the year. Last year, for example, the world cup was being held in Qatar 
and the World Cup is usually held in June. The World Cup last year was actually held in November because Qatar won the bid for the World Cup, and we're talking soccer now, for those of you who are unclear on that. Um, And in order for it to have been deemed safe for soccer matches to be played in Qatar, in Qatar weather, um, it had to happen in November, so later on in the year. So that is really, that was something that I thought of this weekend that really made me think like, okay, so soccer players can't run around on a pitch in a t-shirt and shorts for 90 minutes in, and it was only safe in November to do so, but we're going to put drivers in a race suit and then a fire retardant suit and a helmet in a car that is extremely warm and they already have to have a water system hooked up because they lose so much water weight due to sweat during a normal race. And we're gonna we're going to put them in this car at this time of the year in this country's climate. I didn't consider the fact that that would have been an issue until the weekend started. Mm-hmm. Like I never thought, like, oh, we're racing Qatar this this week. That's very weird that they'd be having it at this time of year. Until you started hearing track temperatures, and you started hearing how, and this is partly why the eighteen lap um, pit or tire. Okay. Um, that's another thing. Sorry, the the eighteen lap max tire stint. Yes, means that these drivers are essentially going all out in those stints because they don't need to take care of their tri- their they don't need to take care of their tires. Right. It is like how hard they push in quality sessions. Right. right. They're doing that during the race, right. and that is very hard on the tires, hard on the car, hard on their bodies. Mm-hmm. And that's where issues started to happen. You you saw. I mean, the biggest example in the race was Logan Sargent had to retire due to being unwell. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a note saying, like, James said, let's bring it in, call it a day, let's look after you. Yes. I saw a tweet. It was Boston sent us this tweet, and it was like, Logan's better than me. If James said this to me, I'd stop the car and crawl into his lap. Yeah. Like, <laughs> be like James yeah. cares so much about his drivers, though. But that's the yeah. thing. At that point in the race, the knowing the, the heat that the drivers were experiencing – they needed to take care of the drivers first. And mm-hmm. I don't think that the FIA cared about the drivers in this scenario. I mean, the 18 lap um, tire stint was put in place as an afterthought, I think, to sort of save the FIA's ass for them to say, well, we are, we do care about driver um, well-being because we're, we're implementing this on, on, for their cars. Yeah. Well, you know, that can only do so much because they are still sitting in that cockpit, in that suit, in the helmet for, for two hours. Uh, Fernando uh, at one point was like, I need you to, I, can someone throw water on me? Yes. He was dying. Yes. And you mentioned it, George's hands. If you saw a, the video, well, the, the video, the, the clip of, of George during the race, have, holding his hands above his steering wheel, he's going like trying to get some ventilation. He's trying to just like air out his hands a little bit because you know they're wearing gloves too. So he he's going, however fast he was going, probably about like two hundred and sixty, mm-hmm. and he's not holding his steering wheel. He's ho- like holding his hands up, trying to like move them around and mm-hmm. and I don't get some air to them. I guess. I, Look, well, also, that should never happen. That's no. a safety concern. But also just seeing how exhausted the, word, exhausted the drivers were after the race. Oscar laid down yes, in, the, in the cool down. And at first yeah. everyone was like, this is really funny. But it's like, why is he laying down? Right. He he can't stand up. Like he, he's, yeah. he's exhausted. Yes. Max was on the ground. Like yes. 
Um, I think Alex Albon was sent, well, actually, he sent himself for medical attention after the race. Same with Lance. Lance yeah. could barely get out of the, the car. He parked right by the ambulance and went to go talk to the, the medical worker. Yeah. Medical team. Yeah. Um, Alex needed help getting out of his car. Yeah, a lot of them needed assistance getting out of the car. Mm-hmm. They were so physically exhausted. And, you know... Apparently, like, some drivers were close to passing out or passed out yes, after the race. Right. Um, Lance, as well, was talking about how during the race, like, after lap 20, he's like, it was blurry. He's like, you're going to these corners. I don't know what's going on. It was exhausting. Like, you're just... You're holding on. It's just about memorize, memorizing the track at this point because you can't see anything. There were p- times when the drivers were lifting the visors to get some yes, air. Yes. Like, all of like these are all dangerous things that I'm not putting it on the drivers that they no, they, they had, had to, to do, do these things to to stay um, conscious. Yeah, and that's not that that they they should never be put in a position to have to choose being conscious over being safe. That's just a decision that no driver should ever have to make when you're already putting yourself in this this vehicle mm-hmm. that is going extremely fast you're speeds already, into high speed corners you're and you're dodging other cars yeah. it like i cannot express enough how unfortunate this all was mm-hmm. and how much i hope that they look at the calendar next year i want to see and Qatar yeah well. i i had said to emma yesterday i wonder if it's if it's better for qatar to be either earlier at the beginning of the of the f1 calendar qatar, or near the end qatar is november 29th next year so it's slightly later like two year. months later almost yeah. a month and a half later so that's good qatar is on the f1 calendar until 2033 they signed an extension a 10-year extension after like from this year so we are going to be racing in qatar we just need to figure out how to make it safe mm-hmm and we we sent out our furious hot takes box at the end of the race, which we're going to get into really quick here. But, and lots of people said this track needs to be taken off the calendar. It just got renewed for 10 years. I think that's unrealistic. That's going to be taken off the calendar. I, it needs yeah. to be changed a different time. And safety needs to be prioritized a lot more than it was this weekend. Mm-hmm. We'll leave it at that. Mic drop. Form your own opinions about the track. Hopefully something changes and that this doesn't happen again, especially at a track similar to this as well. It's not the only It's not the only track, track in a really hot climate. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that that just needs to be considered when making the schedule. Mm-hmm. And I can understand where there's lots of moving parts on how, how to formulate the schedule. There's races that have to be during certain times of the year because they always have been. There's races that, temp, whether it's temperature or other um, racing series, having races at those at those tracks, they need to be mm-hmm. like moved around in the calendar. This safety needs to be the number one priority mm-hmm. and temperature being one, being the most. Okay. We're going to get into Furious Hot Takes, but before we do that, can I just say, <laughs> okay. I don't know what you're going to say. I'm smiling <laughs> just because you make You know smile. what I'm going to say. You... <laughs> I'm not someone who like gets the ick a lot. Lando gave me the biggest ick post-race when he opened that bottle of water with his teeth. Some people might find that endearing. I don't find it endearing. I think that is horrible in general. Was it like a like a beer bottle cap? Because it looked like it was. It was, or was a, it a it's, twist. It's cap? a twist off. Okay, but I mean, the I can, one thing I can that... understand that like your hands are sweaty, you're dying. It's probably easier. But I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> okay, if you agree with that, I'll let us know. See, a, a twist <laughs> cap doesn't give me as much of a nick. When people open a beer bottle with their teeth, I want to curl up. Don't open anything with your teeth. End of story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Let's get into Furious Hot Takes. Let's get into Furious Hot Takes. So Furious Hot Takes is sponsored by Furious Motorsport, a motorsport apparel brand with a unique style, baseball jerseys sporting your favorite drivers and tracks from a new Coda line to a Danny Rick line to a Monaco home style jersey. There's something for everyone over at Furious. They have cropped and full length styles perfect for any gender and any occasion from hanging out with friends to getting drinks to watching races. You can wear these jerseys anywhere and they're a great conversation starter. I say this because if I were to see someone wearing a Lando Norris jersey at a bar, like I'd go buy them a drink. Oh yeah. So use the link in our episode notes or the link in our social media bio for $5 off your order and get yourself a Furious Motorsport jersey. Thank you so much to Furious Motorsports for sponsoring this segment. And with that, we will jump right into our Furious Hot Takes. I have two hot takes, both sent in from listeners. I'm not going to give my opinion on them. I just want them out in the open. Mm -hmm. Um, First is sent from a listener. Uh, signs not being able to compete sent Ferrari on a weird note and Leclerc was just meh for the race. As a diehard Ferrari fan, I find it so weird that Leclerc struggles so much and just doesn't shine like he used to. So we're talking about this week's race. We're talking yes. about how Carlos didn't, didn't start the race and it kind of threw everything off. And as a result, Charles was meh, they're saying? Yeah, but let's think about it. Okay. When's the last time we've hyped up Charles? It, it has been a while. It, it's been uh, a hot, truly. It's been a hot minute. In terms of Ferrari, I mean, we talked about it post-breakup. Carlos is glowing. Carlos is glowing. Charles, he's just kind of there in the nicest, most endearing way possible. (laughs) It's a hot take. It's a hot take. Um, I think that it could be worse. mm -hmm. But as Ferrari fans, when are we going to stop saying, you know, it could be worse. They could both DNF. It's like everybody could say that. It's like, when when can they be better? Right. (laughs) The bottom line, the, the baseline shouldn't be two DNFs. The baseline should be they both had a really good race, but... But, you know, something happened and they didn't they didn't get points or something mm-hmm. like that. But right now the baseline is, oh, well, at least they didn't fuck up a pit stop. Yeah. It's like, well. Let's, we need to, I think as Ferrari fans, we need to raise our standards. We need to raise our bit. standards. Yes. And question what's going on with Charles. Mm, okay. Interesting. Uh, second one. Also sent in from a listener. Piastri and Lando are the future of McLaren. They will bring the team back to its legendary success. If they keep this up for the next season, they'll definitely be competing for a championship, either drivers or constructors. The drivers that they have are incredible. The only question is the machinery. I fully believe this one to be true. But I don't think that the machine... Well, I... I know. It's tough because there's new regulations coming in in a few years. But... And you never know at that point who's going to be What if McLaren, the car that they have now, Mm -hmm. had that car at the beginning of the season? Oh, they would be... Uh, They'd be second in the championship right now. They wouldn't be fighting for fourth. They'd be fighting for second. They would have second. If Checo was, is struggling though, from the beginning of the season, they would, they would win the constructors. Probably. That might be a hot take too, but I'm trying to do the math in my head. If you have Max winning and Checo finishing with one or two points and you have Lando and Oscar two, three every week, Mm -hmm. I think the math is mathing and they would... (laughs) They would take the Constructors Championship. Like, I do think that if they had this car at the beginning of the year, it would be a totally different season. Mm -hmm. We were talking about them being a tractor. So I do understand how this this listener is questioning the machinery. Yeah. But some, for some reason, they've, they've figured it out. They've turned it around. Right. Could we see them fighting for the championship next year? Uh, I, I fully hope so. I don't know. We need someone to, to, you know, I don't know. Fight Max throughout the whole season and and like one person not yes. just like who's gonna take second ideally not his teammate yeah <laughs> okay hannah um okay i also have one that's been sent in from a listener this listener says i love logan i've been rooting for him all season but i think a career in indycar or maybe formula e would suit him better 
because he doesn't lack talent and I remember him from his F2 years. He's a very good driver, but I also hope they give him another chance for next year. Maybe he'll have a better year. So I have a couple things to say on this. Um, we have a, a listener from the States who loves Logan Sargent and I message back and forth with her quite often. And she pointed out something to me that I guess I didn't even consider, even though it's not groundbreaking news. And that was that uh, Williams did not can Nick Latifi after one year. Mm-hmm. And you can say what you want about, you know, sponsorship dollars. Logan Sargent brings sponsorship dollars. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, at that point, I think that that argument is wiped out. Latifi had them, Sargent has them. They still gave Latifi a couple seasons to see what he could do before he ended up being released from the team. I do think it would be unfair to release Logan after one year. Yes, I agree. Also, Williams is very behind on technology. They're not as good as some competitors. Mm -hmm. They should be focusing um, on the car and Mm -hmm. like working on the car with the team that they have Mm -hmm. and not trying to bring in new people. Right, because instead of now working on a driver lineup and trying to make the car better, then we can just focus on making the car better Mm -hmm. and the driver lineup is solidified. Now, with that being said, I have been a huge advocate before that there are some people that it's a better career decision for them to be in a different series other than formula one. And we've talked about how there's people that, I mean, most, most race car drivers in the formula series, they're, they would love formula one. That's their pinnacle. But we've talked about it. When we talk about Indy driver, we talk about Pato. We talk about Alex Polo. Erickson. We talk about Marcus Erickson. I mean, you could even throw Roman Grosjean in there. It's just, there's other series and Nick DeVries went back to Formula E too. Mm-hmm. There's other series that can help those drivers A, develop, B, grow their um, talent, and C, make more of a name for themselves before they come to Formula One. And I sort of think, and I have said this before, that maybe it was rushed for Logan to get into F1. I'm not saying the talent's not there. He clearly is a very good driver. But it, I'm wondering if it was maybe just a, a little bit of a rush on it. And I don't think that this this listener was completely wrong to say he might he might have a great career in Indy or in Formula E. He might have a great career anywhere else. I'm not saying he won't even have a great career in Formula One. This is his first year. And it's been a tough year in terms of the machinery he's had to operate. He's also being compared to a teammate that is exceeding machinery expectations. And we talked about that before. Um, so, you know, it's just something to consider with Logan. Is it better for him to you know, grow his talents, grow his audience, get some confidence mm-hmm. in a series that's not Formula One where you don't have the pressure. Every week there's a there's a press release coming out. Should Logan be in F1? Who should take his seat? As of right now, it's only because he's his seat is the only seat that is not confirmed for next year's driver lineup. But there is still questions every time he doesn't finish a race, even though this weekend it was due to safety reasons. People are like, oh, well, this is Logan's last straw. It's like, like mm-hmm. well... Did I don't you, know. Did you want him to pass out? In the right. Car? Did you want him to pass out? Did you want a a car, a rogue car, because the driver's unconscious? Like, let's be real here. Yeah. It it was a safety concern, and the team stood behind him. Yeah. And yes, he's had crashes this year, and it is what it is. That's really no different than any other first year driver. Oscar is exceeding expectations as a rookie. Yeah. That's completely different level. It you know it's a fine line between. Do we work with this driver in this seat to try to gain some confidence and make them better? Or do we send them somewhere else to gain confidence and maybe they make it back to Formula One Mm -hmm. and they have a a better career at that point? I don't know. You guys tell me. I feel like this analysis is quite fair. Yeah. I don't want to see Logan gone next year. I would love to see him in a seat still. 
Um, he finished fourth in Formula 2 with 148 points. Liam Lawson finished third with 149 points. Like, they're on the same level. Yeah. In that in that series, they were on the same level. Yeah. But obviously, Alphatari, that car, and the Williams, they're two very different cars. Yeah. Like, what if you put Logan in the Alphatari? You know, it's... He's... He is playing with the cards he was dealt. Well, and again, we've said it. Like, Logan is being compared to Alex, who was mm-hmm. exceeding expectations. And Liam is being compared to Yuki, who is... Um, falling from his expectations. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the correct grammatical term, but you know what I, I mean? Liam looks better because he's going against Yuki, who's not doing as well. And and Logan looks worse because he's going against Alex, who looks better than he should. And I'm not saying going against in the fact that like they're rivals. I'm just saying they're driving the same car. So mm-hmm. you automatically look at who's operating the car better. Thank you so much, <laughs> Furious, for sponsoring that segment. I am out of breath. <laughs> Thank you so much, Furious Motorsports, for sponsoring that segment. Again, use the links in our bio to get $5 off, save yourself some money, get a jersey, go to the race. Coda's coming up. Coda's they have a cool up. Coda drop. Danny Rick, you know, he's supposed to be back. Let's not hold our breath. We don't know. Yeah. Again, driver safety number one. We yeah. want to make sure that it's going to be safe for him um, mm-hmm. as a human and as a driver to get back in the car. But, yeah. but we shall see. But that was Qatar. We are Track Talk. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next week. Mm-hmm.